0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now, a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Welcome to The Rock of Gainesville. We're glad you're here today in the auditorium. If you're joining us online, we certainly welcome you also. Glad to be together today as we continue our Christmas series, The Light of life. Uh, Pastor George just kicked it off in fantastic fashion last week, and so now Pastor Ron gets to come in and be the second batter up, and I'm very honored to do so. Thank you, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, for letting me do that and be a part of this wonderful, wonderful series. I've been really jazzed about this series for a while now, and uh, you know, I, I, it could be for a lot of reasons. I, I really enjoy Christmas. It was my dad's favorite holiday, and uh, it just really... I didn't see that coming, uh, just really meant a lot to me, and so being able to enjoy Christmas with you guys uh, is certainly special, but as I've thought a lot about this series, I've had a lot of scripture kind of just turning over and over and over in my mind and in my heart, and so uh, just a real joy to be able to share the light of life. Now, I'm going to start this morning with a statement. I want you to pay real close attention what I'm about to tell you, because it kind of sets the stage for everything else that I want to say this morning and the direction I want to go. So pay real close attention to this. Uh, In a few days, I think on December the 22nd, we are going to experience something called the winter solstice. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's okay, because I don't know that I really know what it is either, but you're smarter than I am, so it's okay. The winter solstice solstice. It is a time of the year where there, listen to me now, where there is more night, more darkness than any other time of the year. The longest night of the year on December the 22nd. But you know something, guys? That is just like the Father. Because coming right behind a day where there is more darkness than any other time of the year, we are able to celebrate the light of life coming and the birth of our Jesus Christ. Coming right behind all that darkness is the light of life. Come on now. And I love that about God. Now, the reason I share that this morning is because that's extremely important to everything we want to think about concerning this series, The Light of Life. The reason it's important is because all of us, have some dark days. Come on. We have dark days. More than likely during the year 2023, you experienced some dark days. Not necessarily a real happy thought, but it's a true thought, right? We experienced some dark days. The dark days of disappointment where we experience a loss. You lost a job. You lost a loved one. You lost a relationship. You lost something in your uh, report of health. There was a loss that took place. We experienced the dark days of stress where we have all this responsibility and no time to do it. How many of you are just like me? You say a million times, I wish there was 30 hours in a day because we got all this responsibility and just no time to do it. Our schedule is full and our wallet is empty. Got all kinds of things we got to do when we find ourselves in that dark days of stress, the dark days of anxiety where we just feel it, feel it building and, and we're anxious and, and pressured and, and we feel the, the tension and the turmoil. So we take Tylenol and so we just kind of just feel it coming. The, the dark, Pastor George shared a, a story of a lady on an airplane just a few days ago that in the middle of that airplane had a panic attack. Just kind of out of nowhere seemed to have a panic attack and my thought was, you know what that probably did not come out of nowhere. There probably was the building and the building and the building and the building until it finally just sort of if I can use the word, it sort of exploded. Why because that's kind of what happens in the dark days of anxiety. We some of you may have Gone even deeper than that, you've, you've experienced crisis during 2023, and I know you have because I've talked to some of you, and you've gone through that time of crisis where it just feels like the whole world is crumbling in on top of you. There's that, that dark day of anxiety and crisis, darkness, darkness, darkness. But listen to Pastor Ron right now you do not have to live in darkness. Come on, somebody, why the light. Of life has come. We don't have to live in darkness. It's it's there. You know, we have an, we have a, an enemy of our soul, do we not? We have an enemy of our soul that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I don't have to live in darkness because the light of life has come. And so what I understand is our foundational scripture. Let me read it to you. Our foundational scripture is of this series is John chapter 8, verse 12. And as I was sharing with the prayer team this morning, I started reading through it, and there was a phrase in there that really, really, really jumped out at me. And here's what it says. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Why? Because you will have the light that leads to light. so I understand I've got some dark days. I've got the dark days of disappointment. Listen to me now, but light shines through disappointment. When I'm going through disappointment, I find myself in that time to where I feel kind of empty. I feel kind of lonely. I'm, has the whole world turned its back on me? Has God turned his back on me? But it's in that moment of time that the light of life shines through, and I realize that he is near, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And I realize that I'm not doing this by myself. Look at Psalm 34:18. I love this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He's close to those that have been disappointed, and it feels like life has kind of thrown them that proverbial curveball. He's close to the brokenhearted. So the light shines through disappointment. The light shines through distress. I find myself in that distressing situation. I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy. Come on now. How many of you know this time of the year we get a little busy? Come on now. Busy, 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 busy. And we've all got all kinds of things that we can't have to do, but we can't do enough. It seems like everything is just kind of caving in around me and the distress is building, but the light shines through distress. Oh, you missed a good place to shout. The light shines through distress. Look at what it says in Isaiah 40. I'm busy, busy, busy. I can't do enough, but his, he rather, gives power to the weak and strength To the powerless. Even the youths, the youths, what what is a youth? What is a youth? Even the youths will become weak and tired. But the young men, I'm saying it prophetically now, come on, and the young men will fall on exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, they will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Distress has no power over you in Jesus' name. It has no power over you in Jesus' name. So the light shines through disappointment. The light shines through distress. The light shines through those anxious days, that anxiety that starts building, and you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulder. You've heard, guys, you've heard me teach this principle for years. Pressure always magnifies. Pressure will take the smallest thing in the world and will make it feel like it's absolutely huge. It's so big. And that's what happens when we find ourselves in those anxious days. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do next. We've got decisions after decisions, after decisions, but come on and rejoice right now because the light shines through those anxious days. brings peace that passes all understanding. Look at what it says in Philippians chapter 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Now, there's a novel thought. Tell God what you need. Don't tell God what you don't have. Come on, somebody. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. It's called an attitude of gratitude. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Oh, here we go. And during those anxious days, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So the light shines through disappointment. We're going to have dark days, but the light shines through disappointment. The light shines through distress. The light shines through anxiety. So let me ask you a question. We understand that we're going to have dark days, but the light shines through, gives us victory. It is uh, what comes over, even our faith. So let, let's make a little segue here. I know that the light came so that I don't have to walk in darkness. Why else did the light come? Why else did the light come? Now, I know all of you have great answers to that because you're smarter than I am, and so if I went around the room, all of you would give me some really, really good answers. So let's ask the question and let it run through our mind. Why else, or rather, what else caused the light to come? Well, let me tell you why it did not come. It did not come so that I could have some happy, carefree, easygoing, Tiptoe through the tulip's life. It didn't come, he didn't come for that reason. That's not now we get to enjoy that because of the power of the Lord, amen. But that's not the only reason he came. I could say all kinds of he came for he came for redemption, he came for atonement, he came for joy, he came for peace, he came for power, he came for deliverance, he came for all those wonderful re- reasons, but he didn't just come so I'd have this really easy going life. All the time. Let's look at that. Why did the light come? Here we go. 1 Peter chapter 2. But you are not like that. Like what, Pastor Ron? Well, if I showed you the preceding verses, it, that would be explained a lot better. You are not like that. Like what? In the verses before that, leading up to verse 8, he describes a people that disobeyed God's word. Therefore, they walked in darkness. But you are not like that. Come on, somebody. Ah. Ah! You aren't like that. So how am I? Pastor on? I'm glad you asked. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, look at this now, why did the light come? Here we go. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So why did the light come? Why did the light come? Well, right there, very clear, it came because... He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so that we can show others the goodness of God. For once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had no mercy, but now you have received mercy. Man, give him praise for having mercy in your life today. Come on. Come on, give Jesus praise for having mercy in your life today. Once I had no mercy, but now I've obtained mercy. So. Let me ask you the question again. Why did the light come? The light came, as it says in 1 Peter 2, so that I can show others the goodness of God, for he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Show others the goodness of God. I like how Bill Johnson said it. Bill Johnson made this statement one time. He said, Jesus said, tag, you're it. Don't you like that? Tag you're it. Now you, you now are the light of the world. The light came as the light of the world, but then he says, tag, you're it, big cat. And guess what happens? You are now the light of the world, but watch what happens. I don't end there. You are now the light of the world and you can't be the light of the world and run from darkness. Ain't afraid of darkness. Again, is there darkness in the world? Yeah, sure there's darkness in the world. Not afraid of it. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So not afraid of it. So he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why? Okay, let's be honest for just a second. How many of you will agree with me? The world is full of darkness. The world is full of darkness. Not, again, not necessarily a happy thought, just a real thought, right? A real thought. You know, for years and years, decades, I could probably even say centuries, the enemy of our soul has tried to steal from us what is rightfully ours as covenant people of God. And I'll prove it to you. In the 1950s, we lost our innocence. The 1950s was was called the decade of the pronouncement of promiscuity. In the 1960s, we lost our authority, the temperature of America was so in the middle of anarchy that literally a speeding ticket caused the largest riot in the history of the United States. Now think about that. What is the temperature of America that a speeding ticket could cause the largest riot in the history of the United States? We've lost our authority. Number three, the 1970s, rather, we lost our love. It was called the decade of free Love. It's although also the decade where AIDS was introduced. We lost our love. In the 1980s, we lost our values. The 1980s was called the decade of aimless drift. We'll try this, and we'll try that, and we'll do this, and we'll do that with an amoralistic idea to see what will make me feel good. We lost our values. In the 1990s, we lost our faith. Some of the major church leaders that we knew in the church at that time, fell into immorality. Psychology Today also said it was the decade where more cults started than any other decade in history. The year 2000, we lost our security. How many of you remember Y2K? How many of you still have pinto beans? And gallons and gallons and gallons of water, and many, many cans of Vienna sausage, and spam. We lost our security, Y2K, but it was also the decade of the attacks of 9 11, where terrorism came onto the soil of the United States. We lost. Our security in the 2010 decade, we lost our hope. Literally, the job, the stock market was cut in half almost overnight. One company alone, Shearson Lehman, lost 25,000 jobs. We lost our hope because everything was seemed to be falling apart. Now, how many of you glad you came to church this morning to experience <laughs> a little bit of depression from Pastor Ron? Now, if I stop there, that's not a very happy, happy, happy Christmas message, is it? Not at all. But how many of you know we don't stop there because we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And everything the enemy tried to steal from us. The light of life is known as the great redeemer, and he gives back our innocence. He gives back our hope. He gives back our security. He gives back our love. He gives back our faith. And everything that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, the light of life gives it back to you and I because, again, we are the covenant people of God. We have that right. So again, the question is, why did he call us out of darkness? Well, the world's full of darkness, and what he is doing is giving back the light of life that you and I rightfully deserve. Let me ask you another question. I asked you the why, now let me ask you the how. How does he do that? Well, there's a lot of ways that he does that, but one of the main ways, we've already addressed it in Scripture, is you and I, one of the ways the light of life comes into the world, and he gives back what is rightfully ours, is you and I fulfill the mandate uh, that has been placed on our lives as being the light of the world. Tag, you're it. And so we get to fulfill that mandate and fulfill the call. And as a result of that, everything the enemy tries to steal from us, the light of God's gospel comes back into our lives. So let me ask you a question. How do we fulfill that call. Write it down. Number one, invest in your own growth. Invest in your own growth. Don't be like one of those believers that saved, satisfied, and stuck. Be, be growing in the kingdom. Invest in your own growth. Invest in your own growth. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 35. I love this verse right here. Before daybreak, what does that say to you and I? When it was dark. When it was dark, what happened? Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. I don't wait till everything's light and hunky-dory and great and going good. And then all of a sudden I say, well, maybe I ought to pray. No, I pray in the midst of darkness. Why? Because light overcomes darkness. I pray in the middle of darkness before daybreak. The next morning, Jesus got up and went out and invested into his life by praying in the midst of darkness. So, number one, invest in your own growth. Number two, how do we fulfill that call? You you know what I'm about to say, right? Huh? You know what I'm about to say. I love this one. I love this one. Don't, Don't overlook worship. Don't overlook worship. Pastor Suzanne kind of stole one of my scriptures as she was leading in corporate prayer, and I'm glad you did. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2. The wise men. Everybody say, wise men. Say, I'm a wise man. Say, I'm a wise woman. Say, I'm a wise child of God. Wise men. They said they saw a star in the east, and what did they do? They went to worship him. Literally from the time that Jesus came on the face of the earth. People have pursued worshiping Jesus. i got to pursue him. Why? Because authentic, well, well, let me me read a scripture. Psalm 4610. Now, this one doesn't really necessarily jump out at you when you start thinking about worship, but I'm going to show you that it does. Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. Now, what does that have to do with worship and darkness, Pastor Ron? Well, will you agree with me that darkness has the tendency to make me run? How many times have you heard the phrase, I'm afraid of the dark? I want to get away from it. I'm not not running. I just gave you the quote. I'm not running from darkness because I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to stand firm in who God wants me to be and be still and know that he is God And he has more power over darkness than anything else on the face of the earth. So I'm going to be still and know that he is God. Let's look at that. Don't overlook worship. Why? Well, authentic worship renews my perspective. Authentic worship renews my perspective. We started this off by talking about the dark days of disappointment. How do I feel? How do you feel when you've experienced a disappointment in life? Why did God turn his back on me? Why am I going through this? My perspective is, what is going on? How long must I endure this? Why, 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 why? That's where my perspective starts to go. I don't stay there. I throw up my hands and I say, God, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Everything that is coming against me in this season shall pass. I worship you, Abba, Father, and know that I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. And as a result of that, my perspective changes from all the things I'm going through to knowing that He is my deliverer. He's my high tower that I will run to and be safe. Authentic worship, it renews my perspective. Authentic worship renews my joy. We talked earlier about anxiety. Man, when, I, when I'm going through those anxious moments, come on, look at me. Have you been through an anxious moment lately? <sighs> it starts churning in you. You can feel it building. You can feel the pressure, the weight. Do I stay in that anxiety in that anxious moment and let the enemy steal my joy? No, I throw my hands up and say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's crying in the nighttime. In the darkness, but God's joy comes in the morning. So I worship you and I watch my joy, the the, the idea of my joy get restored. Authentic worship renews my confidence. We talked about stress earlier. When I'm going through that that moment of stress, my my confidence gets beat up. God, are you going to come through for me? Are you going to do what you said you're going to do? Are you going to get me out of this situation? My stress builds up. And so what happens is I begin to worship God. And I say this, that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not worried about this stress because I know I'm going to walk through it because he is my deliverer. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has made me free and be not entangled again with any yoke of bondage. I worship you because you have set me free from all this stress. I'm going to walk in peace. The peace that passes all understanding. And it renews our hope. Would you agree with me that when we're finding ourselves in that time of darkness, it's hard to see hope? Come on now. It's hard to see hope. It's hard to see that something good is about to turn. That darkness has it kind of shaded But I don't stay there. What do I do? I just worship God. And my hope, ooh, my hope is restored. And my faith is built up. And faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. So I worship. All right, how do I fulfill that call? I love this one. Unleash the word in your life. Unleash the word in your life. Look at John 1, 14. So the word became human or flesh and made his home among us. Jesus was the incarnate word and we unleash him as the incarnate word into our lives but I also unleash the written, the infallible, inspired, God-breathed word of God into my life and what happens as a result of that, I'm filled with the word of God therefore I'm filled with light because what does the Bible say? At the entrance of your word comes what? Light. So I unleash the word of God in my life. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. You know, if I'm in the woods and we're deer hunting and I'm trying to find my way to a deer stand and it's dark as a sack of hair, If I use a flashlight, what do we do? We take that flashlight and I go, because I want to make sure I know what I'm stepping on or what I'm not stepping in. And then I take that flashlight and I go, because I want to know if there's any varmints out there that's coming to eat Pastor Ron Is there a coyote out there? Is there a big old wild boar hog out there? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I want to know that. So I take that flashlight. How many of you know that's exactly what the Word of God does in your life? It makes every one of your steps safe, and then it leads you to your destiny in Jesus' name and takes you to a safe place place without any harm coming upon you. Why? Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I love that. And then the last one, and I'm done. I'm going to invest in my own growth. I'm going to not take advantage of the ability to worship. I'm going to Unleash the word in my life. And then lastly, I love this one, guys. Here we go. Refuse, refuse, refuse to go it alone. Don't go it alone. I'm not the only light of the world in here. I'm sitting in a room full of the light of the world. I'm one light and so are you. And so I'm not going to go about it by myself knowing that I'm, I don't have the... Listen, I don't have the sole responsibility of being the light of the world. We, the corporate body that once were not a people, now are the light of the world. Refuse to go it alone. John 17, verse 21. This is the last prayer that Jesus prayed before he ascended to be at the right hand of God the Father. Sometimes we call it... The prayer of unity and I read this on corporate prayer on Tuesday morning because this is one of the verses that just keeps kind of turning over and over and over in my spirit and look at what it says with the idea refuse to go it alone I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one as you are in me father and I am in you here we go now watch this and may they be in us, why Pastor On, So that the world will believe you sent me. I'm the light of the world, you're the light of the world so that we shine to the world till they understand Jesus came so that they could have life and have it more abundantly. You know, I kind of got inspired the other night when we were here on Wednesday and Pastor Jamie was leading everyone and we had the candles kind of got inspired by that. And I was sitting there next to Barbara and I had had that candle and I was kind of looking at it and just that, that one soul candle. And I thought, how cool is that? And then as Pastor Jamie and the rest of the team were singing and everybody started turning their candle on and other people had their cell phone flashlights on, I started looking around thinking, Look at this. Look at look at how this, this these lights, come on now. These lights are overtaking the darkness. As wonderful as one light is. Tom, you got your, your, your phone? Turn it on. Turn your flashlight on. Hold it up real high. Now we can see that all over the room, can we not? But how much greater does it get as all of our lights shine. You got your cell phone, yeah. You got your cell phone, pastor. Yeah, everybody got a cell phone. Come on, turn it on. Turn it on everybody. Everybody's got one. Oh wow. Ooh, I wish you could see it from this perspective. Come on, hold it up real high. I wish you could see it from this perspective. The light that is shining in darkness. I don't have to live in darkness because of the light of life that comes. And this light, they turn the house lights down, but this light is still overtaking darkness in Jesus' name. Look at that. Look around. Come on, look around. Man, I wish you could stand up here and see what's going on. I don't even know what to say. Some of you are thinking, well, then shut up, Pastor Ron. You picked a good place to stop. Thank you very much. You can put it down. The light overtakes darkness, and I don't do it on my own. You, we, us, the body, we are the light of the world. And I do not, I do not have to live in darkness. Bow your heads with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the victory that we have in our lives, that you have called us out of darkness into your glorious light. And I thank you, Lord, for the reason for that, that we're called out of darkness not just to sit on a spiritual stump, but to be the light of the world. Tag, you're it. And we have the ability, we have the power, we have the anointing to to carry that mandate that call, that responsibility, that assignment to be the light of the world. We understand there's dark days, Lord, but again, we also understand that we're able to overcome through your awesome power. And we give you thanks for that in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, nobody looking around for just a second. If you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor on, I hear your words and I can relate to it because I have not accepted Jesus Christ, the light of life, into my life, and I feel that darkness. I feel that heaviness. I feel that weight you've referred to a number of times that comes with the darkness of life. And so if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Ron, I'm tired of that darkness. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior so that I can have that light of life that you've been talking about I want to accept Jesus today and have him be my savior and my Lord and that light come in to my life and overtake the darkness that I have been experiencing. Comes in a lot of different forms, guys. I only gave you a few of them. Comes in a lot of different forms. And so if you're here this this morning, you would say, Pastor Ron, I'm tired of the darkness. I want the joy. I want the peace. I want the power. I want the strength that comes with the light of life. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and chase the darkness out. Would you please pray for me? Put your hand up right where you are right now. Yes. 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 Put your hand up right where you are right now. One more. Just making sure before we go too quick. There's already been three. Anybody else? Yes. Thank you, sweet. Yes. Thank you very much. You can put it back down after we recognize it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you so much for making that statement of faith that I want the darkness to be chased out because I want the light coming into my life. And so here's what I want to do. I want to pray with you, and this entire body wants to pray with you. And here's all I'm going to ask you to do. As I lead you in prayer, I want you to pray what we pray together. And as we pray together, here's all you have to do, because this is what the Bible says. In Romans chapter 10. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died and rose again, and you shall be saved, and darkness shall be chased out. So as I pray, I want you to pray with me. Here we go. One, two, three. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you now, and I ask you to be my Savior and be my Lord. In doing so, I declare and I say that I'm going to have victory over the darkness because now what is coming into my life is the redeeming, saving, cleansing power of God, and that darkness is chased out by the light of life. So I thank you, Father, that my life that has been walking in all kinds of darkness is now becoming full of your marvelous light. And I thank you for saving me and taking all those things that are old, chasing them out, and putting them in the new. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus praise today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.